What do you call a black man in court? An expert witness. Okay, okay, I. They also called me the defendant. But when you're the one at the defense table, it's just not that funny. I have to tell you that I spent a week drowning in one of the more bizarre professional experiences of my career. After saving nearly 2,000 jobs in 2014, I was personally, not the company, no, not the company, not the company, we're talking about personally sued for age discrimination by one of two dozen terminated employees. Now, for the record, I fully support the 1967 Age Discrimination Act that essentially says you have to treat employees over 40 fairly. When the case landed on my desk a couple of years ago, I reviewed the details. We had two supervisors in the warehouse, and we only needed one. We terminated a 60-year-old employee and kept a highly regarded 65-year-old. Age discrimination? Where? I left the case with the legal team and went back to work. Years later, I find myself in a courtroom wondering what is wrong with this picture. I have to admit, I was still not too worried because I really didn't think that I did anything wrong. I repeatedly asked before and during the trial, what exactly is the plaintiff saying I did to harm him? We advised the court that no evidence was offered that suggested any wrongdoing on multiple occasions and asked for summary judgment before the trial and a directed verdict during the trial. The judge denied summary judgment and responded in court that being a CEO has its privileges but also has its crosses to bear. I'm going to let the jury decide whether or not Mr. Solomon is liable. What? That said, I settle in for what everyone promises to be a week-long trial. It's time to dust off my coat and tie collection. At least I'm going to look good. The judge excuses a couple of people because they can't commit to a full week, and no one else gets dismissed for cause. I think we're off to a great start, and I'm actually starting to feel pretty good. There's a CFO, an executive, and a senior manager in the jury box. My people. I'm sure they will understand the company's predicament and the reasonable choices we made under the circumstances. No doubt. Then opposing counsel gets an opportunity to bounce jurors without expressing any reason whatsoever. There goes the senior management team. I'm not telling you that we had bad jurors. We actually seated good jurors and good alternates. Problem was, they had no clue what I did for a living. I see why they say justice is blind. Not exactly the jury of my peers that I'd hoped for. I listened to opening arguments and watched the plaintiff spin a story that bears little resemblance to the tumultuous turnaround environment I inherited. This is unreal. Watching this process up close, with a million dollars of my personal stash on the line, caused my trial preparation to flash across my mental screen. I had a young, energetic, well-prepared legal team. We reviewed the basic allegations and facts of the case, and my answers to likely questions. Finally, I received the basic instructions I suspect all witnesses get. I was told how to dress, to address the jury directly, and speak clearly and confidently. Good advice to be sure, but I was not comfortable trying to behave like everyone else on the witness stand. Right. After all, one side or the other was going to lose this case, you know. and I'm sure the plaintiff's attorney gave him the exact same advice. Right. The advice seemed necessary, but not sufficient. I wanted something a bit more compelling. Fortunately, 
I've been pitching products, ideas, and business opportunities for a long time. So I decided right then and there, I was going to exercise the three most powerful personal credibility enhancers available. The damaging omission, yeah. precision, and expertise. Yeah, yeah. Tune into the next podcast in this series for a real example of how to wield a damaging omission. In the meanwhile, let me remind you that no matter how sound your actions, how great your results, you too can find yourself in a courtroom. All right. Whatever you do, please don't become one of the red-faced witnesses when they project your emails and text messages onto the big screen in front of your family and the jury. Pornography, profanity, even good old-fashioned jokes aren't a good look when you're on trial. Thanks for listening. I'd love to hear your questions or comments at samasolomon.info. Ride with me, ride with me, yeah.